Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Vivre Distre, where our motto is our name. Live and learn and that's what we're all about, my goons. I am your host, the Salty Catholic from Salty Catholic Memes on Instagram. And also speaking of Instagram, Vivre Distre now has its own humble page up and running on Instagram. Um, just started about a week ago. Uh, that's where we're going to start posting a little bit of our content, letting you guys know when new stuff is coming out, getting feedback from you guys from there as well, uh, and conversing over the, over this podcast. So today's episode, we'll be focusing on discernment and discerning the discernment. So it's not about any one particular vocation that we'll be talking about. We're talking about discernment itself, how to properly discern And that'll go over topics such as, what is a vocation? What vocations are there? What does it mean to discern? And how should we discern? Now, before we get into all of that, we need to open this up as we should open up all things. And that is in prayer. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, quies in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum. Adveniant renum tuum, fiat voluntas tua sicut in cielo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum de nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos demitimus debitoibus nostris. Ene nos inducas, inditationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Sancte familie, Jesus, Maria, et Iosef, orate pro nobis. Sancte Augustine, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Fili. At Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Just to give everyone a heads up on who we were invoking at the end, we were invoking the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, our patrons, to pray for us. Also, St. Augustine, our patron, to pray for us as well. So, starting out today, well, let's open up with understanding what it means to discern. We hear that word a lot, I feel, in the Catholic Church. Discern, discern, discern a vocation, discern this calling, you know. And, and it just gets thrown around a lot, but I feel like a lot of people just don't go into a lot of detail about how one should discern in the vague sense of the word. So I will give you three definitions of what it means to discern. I'll give you a secular definition. I'll give you a more spiritual definition, and then uh, I'll give you the definition that I came up with, just for fun. <laughs> so, to discern, in the secular sense, means to simply judge well. To judge well, and that's what it means to discern. Spiritually, discernment means perception in the absence of judgment, with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding, which is fair enough. That's that's fair enough definition. My definition, particularly when it comes to discernment, is learning to silence yourself and silence yourself in order to hear and listen to the voice of God. Learning to silence yourself in order to hear and listen to the voice of God. And I feel like that's my definition purely because I feel like our own voices get in the way a lot, you know, um... And this is a calling from God. We should be listening to his voice, trying to hear his reasoning, hear hear why we are called to this particular thing that he's putting out in front of us. And our voices tend to be the ones getting in the way. Not necessarily other people's voices, but our own, because we are nervous um, obeying the command of God, obeying his calling. Uh, We kind of pull a Peter, right? As Peter is 
um, they are on the boat and our Lord is walking on the water and Peter says, Lord, call out to me if that's you and bid me come to you. And our Lord says, come. And Peter hops out into the water, starts taking those couple steps and then he looks down, you know, everything that's not our Lord starts getting in between him and his faith. And next thing you know, he's sinking into the waters and then our Lord is reaching out and pulling him up saying, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a little bit of a paraphrase, but I feel that that is one of the most crucial parts to discern anything, um, not necessarily just vocation, but in order to discern, you must learn what is coming from your own heart, what is coming from your own mind that is blocking the voice of God, and learn how to quiet that down. Let not your heart be troubled. You who believe in God, believe also in him. So learning to tune out the world, yes, that's a little simpler to do. <laughs> um, not necessarily easy, but it is simpler. Um, and then comes tuning your own ego out, I guess we can say, because it is our pride that tends to get in the way of God's call. So with, with the question of what it means to discern out of the way, let's look at what a vocation is. And in order to look at what a vocation is, let's look at what it's not, all right? So a vocation is not a job. A vocation is not a career. A vocation is not even a lifestyle. A vocation is a characterial identity. Identity that will shape one's life and everyone's around them forever. It's part of your character. It's part of your person. This calling that God is giving you is not something that is just, you know, like, hey, you might be good at this. No, it's it's a calling. It's it's part of your character. Before God formed you, he had a plan with your life in his omnipotence, in his omniscience. He had a plan set forth. He knew you before he knitted you together in your mother's womb. With that in mind, it should come as no surprise that our vocation whatever whatever it may be, whatever we respond to, is a part of our identity, our physical, our spiritual, our mental, our emotional, our societal identity. No pressure. <laughs> so um, realizing that, let's look at what vocations are there. And let's go ahead and d differentiate um, between two things. I want everyone to know that there is a difference between a primary vocation, which we all have and we all share, and our secondary vocation, our vocation in, in this life. Um, so the primary vocation is one that we all share in, and that is the call to be a saint. The call to being holy. Yes, that is a vocation that is the primary vocation. The one that we're all called to, no matter your state in life, no matter your age, no matter the things that you've done, or whatever secondary vocation you're discerning. Because the first thing that you should always be striving for in this life is holiness through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. A little bit of a scriptural reflection on that, just a little, little tidbit. Uh, it's going to be in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. And he goes, And we know that to them that love God, all things work together unto good, to such as, according to his purpose, 
are called to be saints. That's us. That's us. We're called to be saints. Everyone that has responded to the gospel, that is living a sacramental life, is living for our Lord Jesus Christ, called to be saints. You're not called to be, you know, just a stick in the mud. You're called to be a saint. Called to flourish, to thrive. That is your vocation, to thrive in God's grace. Go be a saint. But your secondary vocation. For some reason, people find this more difficult than the um, more difficult than the first. First one, first one is pretty difficult. I don't know. I don't know if uh, you guys remember, but our Lord said that the the way is narrow, and few the those who follow it. Um, but the secondary vocation, people tend to freak out more over. Like, oh, what if I choose the wrong thing? Well, you know, my advice to everyone is to look at your primary vocation first. Are you seeking for that? Because I assure you, when you start seeking for that, you're going to realize that no matter what vocation you're called to, that primary vocation is still going to be there. In fact, your secondary vocation is only going to build onto it. Because whether you become a priest, whether you become a sister nun, friar, monk, um, or even a mother or father. You are called to be holy. You are called to be a saint where you are. That's the beautiful thing. So as far as secondary vocations go, we have three. Very simple. Married life, as a mother or a father. The priesthood, where you become a father in a much different sense. <laughs> and religious life, consecrated life it's also called, when you become a, a sister, a nun, friar, monk, brother. And all of these have their own identities attached to them. There are important things to know uh, about their differences. Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to go ahead and emphasize, though, before we jump into those, um, is that I've often heard people say that there's a fourth vocation, the single life. I looked into this, and I'm going to go ahead and assure you, there is no church teaching that affirms a vocation such as a single life. No, 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 no. In fact, it affirms something quite different, that the single life is only temporal. It'll only be temporary. It should be a transitional part of your life into your vocation, your secondary vocation, married life, priesthood, or religious life. It's not something that should be permanent. Now, granted, there's something that we, we need to just go ahead and understand that circumstantially, there may be people who end up departing from this world having not engaged in their secondary vocation. And this could be due to many things, many unfortunate circumstances, you know, whether it be um, family issues that have taken place throughout their life. It could be anything from, you know, just in general, the world getting in their way and they're unable to listen for God's call. That's a very sad thing. That's why we should always pray for vocations, pray for our vocation, pray for it to be revealed, pray for others' vocations to be revealed. It is an important thing. But I can go ahead and tell you that single life, no one should be volunteering for a quote-unquote single life. It is not a vocation. No one is called to that. Otherwise, our Lord wouldn't have instituted marriage as a sacrament, holy orders as a sacrament, 
this is not a thing. <laughs> um, so I encourage you all, if you have heard this and you think that, you know, the quote-unquote vocation to the single life is an easy way out, no, 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 no. Back up for a bit. Take a, take a few steps back. It's okay to not know what your vocation is right at this moment. No one expects you to make that a, a, a quick decision to jump into any of these. It takes discernment. That's what we're here to talk about. To judge well. To silence yourself. Silence the world. And listen to the voice of God. So the key differences. Married life. What's the purpose of married life? Well, quite simple. Man and woman. Notice I said man and woman. They get married. Grow in holiness together. Raise a family. Have a little tribe. <laughs> um, according to the call of God, of course. And, you know, teach their children how to grow in the sacramental life. How to love God. How to love others. How to spread God's grace. How to evangelize through their way of life. And through that, the whole family unit is designed to make it to heaven. But it takes a father knowing his vocation as a father in the married life, knowing that he is the spiritual head and he should be the ringleader in leading his family to heaven, the mother who is the nurturer, who is the backbone in a lot of senses in the family life, who equally, in the pattern of Mary, should be leading her children to heaven. The children being submissive to their parents in the sense that they should obey as God commands us and listen to the wisdom that their parents have to impart to them and be led to heaven in this way. And then when the children are old enough and they go out into the world, to be fruitful and multiply on their own. They take with them the wisdom of their parents, the wisdom of God, their, their sacramental lives. And they embark on their discernment for their vocation. Some of them might become priests, some of them might become sisters, and they might marry, and the whole process starts over again. It's a beautiful thing. The priesthood. In this case, it's not an opt out of married life for those of you who are scared to get married. <laughs> For those who, of you who worry about the family life, it's not an escape. Neither is religious life, for that matter. The priesthood is a calling, just like it is a calling to be a mother or a father. In this case, you are called to minister to God's flock as a shepherd. To feed the sheep of our Lord. To make sure that they are taken care of, that they are clothed, that they are fed to be a servant of the servants. That is your calling, to live a penitential life with joy. That's important. Living a penitential life with joy, that is very important. If you're living a penitential life and you're grouchy, no one's going to see you as a holy priest. Come on, get a smile on that face. <laughs> um, they live as Christ crucified in a lot of ways. They are called to resemble our Lord. And that leads us into religious life or consecrated life, whichever you've come to know this as. Religious life is called 
to live in a reflection of our Lord in a bit of a different way. Now, there are many different religious orders out there. Let's see, the what is it, the Poor Sisters of St. Clair? Um, you have the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, the Benedictine Monks, the Dominicans, love them. So many different religious orders out there. What sets them apart from each other? Once their charisms, the way that they carry out their way of life, they have an order to how they live. Some of them a little more than the others. <laughs> like, I mean, if you set the Franciscans next to the Benedictines, you might think, hmm, one of these has a little more structure than the other. But that's not the point. <laughs> so each of them have a way of life, a charism, a way that they are called in their character to live in a reflection of our Lord. For example, the Franciscans, they live according to um, the life of our Lord in the way of St. Francis, which means living in a reflection of our Lord's incarnation, living according to a state of simplicity and poverty, emptying yourself out of yourself uh, and the material possessions. Coming to know our Lord in this way, as well as bringing others to knowing our Lord in this way through such evangelization. The Dominicans, known for their preaching, they are the order of preachers, after all. Founded by St. Dominic, they are called to know God through scriptures, through their studies. And by knowing God through these things and, and through their fraternity, they bring it out into the world with their preaching. To bring to all of the others the goodness of the gospel. We can go on and on about all their charisms, but... But the point stands that there is, if you are called to religious life um, and you find yourself reflected in one of the religious orders, I would recommend actually discerning with them. You know, there's no way of knowing if you're called to something unless you actually surround yourself with it in a way and say, hmm, is this where I'm meant to be? Is this where I'm meant to live? Look at their charism. Look at how they live for the gospel. Can you see yourself living that way? Do you want to live that way? <laughs> and is God calling you to live that way ultimately? So those are the three vocations. Got a little bit too deep into the religious life. <laughs> but um, so we've gone over what is vocation? What vocations are there? So how back on the track of discernment, how should we discern? Well, Four very simple words for you. You should discern slowly. You should discern carefully. You should discern prayerfully. And lastly, you should discern joyfully. That's what I said, joyfully. First, I say you should discern slowly because a discernment is not only... Um, a decision, it is listening for God's voice. Sometimes God's voice isn't a quick yelp, right? Sometimes there's more that he wants you to know about this calling that he's giving you. So discern slowly. Empty yourself out your, of yourself, your own vo your internal dialogues. Um, empty yourself out from listening to the world and listen for God. This takes time. That's okay. You don't need to make the decision overnight. This is something you should take your time over. Think about. 
I also say you should discern carefully because not all callings are necessarily from God. Some people find this out later on. Seeing people who, or heard stories of people who were very adamant that they were called to the priesthood and they go to the seminary to continue their discernment and their formation and they get there after such a long process of carefully discerning to find that is indeed not the calling that they are receiving. So discern carefully to know where your calling is coming from, why you are feeling called. Is the calling from heaven? Is the calling from yourself? Is the calling from a deep internal expectation that you believe others have of you? Is your calling from the chaos of the world? And that's where you can incorporate discerning slowly and discerning carefully. The third step is discerning prayerfully. I, you know, some of you may be thinking that this should go without saying. You would be surprised. <laughs> so we all know that a vocation is a calling from God, ultimately. Well... You cannot know the voice of God or what he is saying to you if you are not keeping that line of communication open with him. You must be in continuous dialogue with your Lord, in a deep relationship with him, sacramentally, which means receiving the Eucharist often, confession often, and, um, and making personal time for prayer of great importance in your life. It's a good way of opening yourself up to him and hearing his voice. I would also recommend that for whatever vocation you might be discerning, whatever you might be discerning in general, that you don't leave out his blessed mother. Let me tell you, if you feel like you are having a rough time hearing the voice of your Lord, go to Our Lady. Our Lady, Stella Maris, star of the sea, exists to shine and reflect the light of her Son onto us, to lead us to him, to be our lighthouse to her Son. Go to her. Go to her blessed rosary. If it were not for the rosary, I doubt I should know my own vocation. I doubt I should know my own way of life. I doubt I should be here today. I've went to Our Lady's Rosary in times of distress and in times of joy, times of sorrow and times of grief. And no matter what, she has always led me back to her son. So if you are having a rough time in your discernment process, whatever you might be discerning, vocation or not, go to her. I promise she won't lead you astray. There's only one place that she's going to lead you to, and that's to heaven through her son. The last bullet, and this is probably w one of the top, <laughs> top things that you should hold in your mind in the discernment process, is to discern joyfully. Joyfully, discern joyfully. This is a calling from God, something that is holy, something that he has planned for you in a path that is unique for you, a way that he's going to get you there that is completely for you, 
and for your good and for the good of the kingdom of heaven. Accept that joyfully. If you are anxious about your discernment process, I'm afraid to tell you that you may be discerning incorrectly. Take a step back. It's okay to do so. During your discernment process, if you are feeling overwhelmed, take a step back. Pray. Not even pray for your discernment at the time. Just pray. Reconnect with your Lord. Go to adoration. Sit with Him. Go to daily Mass. Receive Him often. Go to confession. Build up your sacramental life. Come to renew that love for your Lord. And then when you have that joy for the Lord your God, go back to your discernment. I assure you that love is not going to lead you wrong. Well, my brothers and sisters, I feel like I've taken up plenty of your time. By Let's close with a passage from the prophet Jeremiah. Many of you probably already know this. But I want to read this to you because I found it to be very important for those who are discerning, especially the discernment of their vocations. And we'll start at the fourth verse, the prophet Jeremiah, chapter one, fourth verse, and it's written, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed thee in the bowels of thy mother, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and made thee a prophet unto the nations. And I said, Ah, 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 Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. And the Lord said to me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I shall command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid at their presence, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And the Lord put forth his hand, and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have given my words in thy mouth. And that is the word of the Lord. I feel like this is a very important passage for all of us who are in the process of discerning our vocations. Because it reminds us that we're not in this alone. This is a calling from God. We are to embark on this path with God listening to him, not only listening to him, but responding to his grace, allowing his grace to take control. This is not about us. This is not all on us. We are not the center of this calling. We are the respondents to this calling. Respondents to a calling that is ultimately going to build up the kingdom of heaven and be for the greater glory of our God. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. That this is the discernment, the discernment of the discernment, discernment of the discernment. We are discerning the discernment. <laughs> I feel like that's a tug twister. I've actually caught myself struggling with that one. But um, and before we leave out, I feel like it's customary that we close out with a prayer. And what better way to pray to Our Lady? So. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedita tui mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. 
Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in hora mortis nostre. Amen. Sancte Familiae, Jesus, Maria, et Joseph, ora te pro nobis. Sancte Augustine, ora pro nobis. Amen. In nomine Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, all my goons, for joining me today. Hopefully this audio was a little better delivered uh, with this new microphone I got. <laughs> Thanks be to God for it. Um, but I look forward to hearing from you all, hearing your feedback, seeing what you have to say about this episode or um, any ideas for upcoming episodes. I look forward to hearing each and every one of you. I really do. It's a it's a pleasure of my day to see you guys message me and say, um, hey, I, I saw your last episode and I was thinking, what if you did an episode on this or we talked about this? I love that so much. I love hearing your guys' feedback. So um, you can find me um, once again at Salty Catholic Memes on Instagram if you want to come to me directly or you can go to the page Vivre Distre um, on Instagram as well. Like I said, it's a humble page, just started, but God willing, we will, we will spread the message. <laughs> God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for joining.